Hello, and welcome to the third edition now of the A Periodcast, uh, which is our regular, well, not not particularly regular roundup of things which have happened on the A Periodical. Uh, so this is the 13th of May. Uh, the last one was about three weeks ago, which is, you know, I think a reasonable amount of time. Some stuff's been happening. Um, so we've got me, which is Katie Steckles, and we also have with us Peter Rollett. Uh, hello. And Christian Perfect. Hello. And between us, uh, we make up the editors of the A Periodical. Uh, so, guys, what have we got this week? What's our most read article? Well, uh, excitingly, this is the first A Periodcast where I'm actually on a proper internet connection and not in a hotel room. Um, this, the most read article is this story about uh, a potential a schoolboy genius who has solved a problem that has uh, baffled mathematicians for centuries. Uh, so this is a Daily Mail story, uh, which is in some ways your first warning sign. Uh, a schoolboy genius has solved puzzles posed by Isaac Newton that have baffled mathematicians for 350 years. Uh, this, this, to me, has alarm bells all over it. Um, the, the Daily Mail report that... Um, Sharua Ray, I don't know how, how to say his name, from Dresden, Germany, uh, has solved two fundamental particle dynamics theories, which physicists have previously been able to calculate only by using powerful computers. And uh, his solutions mean that scientists can now calculate the flight path of a thrown ball and predict how it will hit and bounce off a wall. And, and this sort of thing just makes me think, either nothing has happened and they've not understood it, or what? Um... So we basically tried to look into this a bit and decide whether it was real or not. I asked on Twitter if anyone had any information about this, and a few people replied. And uh, Tony Christie came back with, um, he thought it sounded genuine because he won the regional heat of this particular state science competition. And so his work had been reviewed at a serious level, and he'd just taken his equivalent of A-levels um, two years early. And uh, Daniel Russ provided a link to the competition page. So we, we've sort of translated that from the German. And uh, it's still, I mean, it, it's, I gather it's a solved problem, what he solved, uh, but I'm not sure I entirely understand it well enough to explain it. Uh, but we found some discussion threads on the James Randi Educational Foundation and on Slashdot um, talking about the, uh, the problem, which doesn't, doesn't seem to quite solve Newton's original problem, but it does something impressive in uh, in dynamics. Um, Christian, I mean, do you want to say? Uh, yeah, well, it it took over a day to track down enough bits yeah. for this to be a real story. Um, it's All right. So I'll, I'll explain what the solution was first of all. He's got a, a closed form equation for how uh, a particle moves in a gravity field, I think uh, a circular gravity field or something, oh no, it's just a G term there. Uh, so particle moves under gravity with air resistance and it's the air resistance part that makes it difficult because um, it's non-linear or something I suppose. Uh, previously people have just been doing numerical approximations to it. He's now got a, an implicit equation for um, for the position of the particle over time, which is good, but not enormously useful, uh, but very clever. Um, so we managed to track down... Actually, well, after we made the post, some people on Reddit um, sort of reverse-engineered his equation to see what he's done and how he derived it. And I think Colin Wright 
posted a comment to that. Yeah, Colin found that and posted it like a minute after we'd written the post, which is, oh, yeah. which is very good. Him, have had it was slightly frustrating up. that we'd, we'd spent all day trying to track down links and then uh, the people on Reddit had been solving this quietly and we hadn't noticed. Yeah, so it's, it's pretty good. He is very clever. He deserves to win the prize that he won. Uh, but I gather and... that it isn't, it isn't quite uh, as... It isn't quite what the papers have made it out to be, but it's still... Yeah, it's not something like finding a linear solution to Stokes' equation. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's not going to change the world as we know it in the way that they sort of imply, but it's still... But it's clever, and it's a trick that people hadn't seen. Yeah. So that's, that's good. Um, so this, this is the most viewed thing on the site. Uh, I think it might have been anyway, because it's an interesting story, but it got picked up by... The Poles loved it. Uh, the Polish version of Reddit. So vikop.pl... I, I think that's how you say it, and we've had a million hits from them, but no Polish comments. We've had something like 7,000 hits on it this week, which is drastically more than anything else, but of those, something like 6,000 with them were on the first day, so yeah. we're sort of tailed off from there, but you know, it's nice It's nice that people are looking at our website, it's good. Okay, so that's our most read article, um, so we, we've had quite a few decent things up this week, uh, and our most interesting comments discussion... Um, I think probably has been on our football post. If I, I don't know if anyone feels qualified to talk about football. <laughs> Certainly not. I think none of us are statisticians, are we? So. No, possibly not. Uh, but yeah, no, we've had a piece which has been written by uh, one of our guest uh, posters um, whose name has literally just disappeared from my mind. Mr. Greg, he's called. He's a Greg. school teacher. Yeah, and he's written a really nice sort of uh, neat little piece about using um, statistics to look at the the goal, like goal sum totals and goal difference and football scores and, and the results of this year's football season, I guess. And it's, it's nice. It's a good piece, and I, I found it really interesting. But we've had quite a lot of comments on it from various people discussing kind of the suitability of the statistical model that he's used and various things like that. Yes, we have. Uh-huh. The the first thing was that Colin Beveridge said that um, maybe the Poisson distribution isn't the best model for the number of goals scored in a match because it apparently systematically underestimates the probability of a draw. So someone at Newcastle, where I work, um, does this kind of thing for his actual research. And I asked him for comments on this post and he said, yeah, Poisson does do that. Um, so have we said exactly what they what Mr. Greg has done yet? No. No, okay. Um, he took a look at the first few games of the season, I think, and worked out the average number of goals people scored. I think the first thing is with Lionel Messi. Uh, trying to, he was trying to predict how many goals he'd score over the season and uh, slightly underestimated it. And then he moved on to trying to predict the placement of the teams in the league. Uh, at the end of the season and got fairly close. Newcastle did way better than he predicted or pretended to predict, which is good. So in the comments, um, someone else called Edward Pierce, I think is also a school teacher. They went through the whole rigmarole of stating a null hypothesis, state your alternative hypothesis, all this stuff that these two teachers must have been shouting at their kids for the past six months before their exams. Um, so they're very well practiced at that and they brought up some numbers explaining or testing whether these results are significant or not, whether they're suitable or not and I prompted someone to work out Spearman's rank correlation coefficient to see if the ranking 
of the prediction was a good fit with how things actually turned out. And I think they were. I'd actually be interested to see if, if having this kind of post on here, uh, maybe if it gets picked up by a football uh, chat website or discussion website, whether that actually draws kind of people to come and read it from that side. Um, but I don't know if it's if it's too maths heavy to, or, or whether, you know whether it would put people off. But it's it's interesting because quite often things like football stats and and sports stats will like cause people or induce people to have a sort of vague interest in this kind of maths. Uh, and they'll, you know they'll happily chat about this and the probabilities of things, but then they're like, oh no, I don't do maths, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just because they're into stats in sports, they don't see that as the same kind of maths as as other things. I was listening. Well, I was reading people's earlier, relationship. I was, just say, I was reading earlier the um, the IMA's Mathematics Today magazine came, and in the um, um, one of the reports at the start. Um, the executive director writes about arguing with a waitress who's saying that maths is useless and pointless and uh, of no use whatsoever. And he said, but her skills sharpened up quite rapidly when I asked how to calculate the tip. On her. <laughs> it sounds like something similar. Oh, no, I've got nothing to do with maths. But, oh, statistics of football results. Yeah, no, I'm interested in that. People's relationships with sports statistics aren't exactly evidence-based, though. Right. True. Before a big game, you get something like, and oh, they've never scored three goals in a row on a Tuesday at this ground during <laughs> yeah. the FA Cup. I, I love something. these. Last time the two teams won, this team won, and that was 40 years ago. So there are no similarities yeah. in the players or manager or anything. <laughs> I want some p values with every statistic mentioned by commentators. That's the problem yeah. of it. Yeah, they'll drag anything out that's it, that seems interesting, but in fact, when you dig into it, yeah. No, that's good. Um, so yeah, it's nice to have something that's sort of ostensibly on a different topic to just maths. Um, you know, it was it was good when we had the the cake thing. I like that, and this this was good as well. Okay, um, so is there anything else uh, that we particularly like to talk about? I'd like to mention Puzzle Bomb because well, I the, did it. <laughs> the Carnival of Mathematics submissions have now closed, so we're expecting a new Carnival Carnival imminently, aren't we? That's true. Yeah. So people um, should keep yeah. an eye on the site for that. Yeah, so th- this month is going to be done by John Chase, uh, and I can't remember what his blog's called, but there's a link to it on the Carnival page. Random Walks. Random Walks, and we'll shortly post, kind of when it comes out, we'll post a link to how to see the Carnival as well. Um, and, of course, the submissions for the next one, um, which, again, I've completely forgotten who that is. Uh, it's me. It's Christian. <laughs> I put to the list, it's me. I'd better get ready. Yeah, so yeah. Christian's going to be taking submissions for the next one, and, of course, the link will go up for that. Uh, straight away but the carnival is a really nice way to sort of read some interesting maths blog posts and i think there's a few nice ones have gone in this month so i'm looking forward to seeing that uh, if you'd I... like to host one we have the next few hosts don't we but we could do with some for later on in the year yeah we're ready up to about sort of october-ish um and beyond that we, we're so well if, to if you have a maths blog and would like to volunteer then please do so uh, on all it all it really takes is for you to once all the submissions are in to just go through them and write a blog post. Uh, so it's really not a huge amount of work, and it does sort of expose you to quite a few new uh, sources of reading you might not otherwise see. So yeah, it's quite fun if you've got a sort of afternoon to spare to to put it together. Uh, how do they get in touch with you to volunteer and do this? Um, you can probably just email me uh, katie at aperiodical dot com, uh, and that's I think mentioned on the carnival page, but on the a periodical website that one of the links across the top is carnival of mathematics and that's got all of the information it's got all of the past carnivals of mathematics there are now uh, 87 so there's quite a lot listed there and links to all of them as well as a little faq 
So if you have any questions and they're not in the FAQ, again, just email us. Um, so, so what's this puzzle bomb you've done? Yeah, I've done another puzzle bomb. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a monthly thing, so that's not a huge surprise, but uh, I've produced yet another sheet of puzzles which are of a type which haven't been done before anywhere. So like, we're not going to write a Sudoku with different numbers in it to, to what everyone else has done, because that's not a new puzzle, but we can maybe do... Uh, a variant on that or whatever so this month we've got a nice i think we've got a nice numbery puzzle uh, and we've got a nice wordy puzzle uh, in fact we've got um the spelling bees which we had last month uh, we've got a, a new few of those and we might in fact possibly get a, a write-up of the the computation behind producing spelling bees uh, as a post coming soon but no promises um, so, yeah. No, I think that was a promise. I, I want to see that. Okay. <laughs> there was something like 300 lines of code went into producing the spelling bees. So, Excellent. So there, there may well be info about that. But it's, you know, it's not hugely mathematically interesting, but it's nice. Um, and yeah, puzzle bomb. And again, if anyone has any puzzles that they've come up with, I've had a couple of submissions, actually. So one of the puzzles this month uh, has been sent in by someone, uh, and we may well include one next month as well. It's been a submission. Uh, and if anyone wants to, you can either send it to me again by katieaperiodical.com or at me on Twitter. Uh, I am at Stex, uh, and that's where I do most of my puzzle bomb correspondence. So <laughs> feel free to, however, however you like. So Christian, you've got a thing. I've got a million things. I, it's been three <laughs> weeks, and I, I think we've had some really good posts this time. So I'd like to just run up the posts we've had since then. Yep if you'll allow. Uh, Colin Mulcahy posted, uh, published his post that I plugged in the last one um, called In what flipping dimension is a square peg in a round hole just as good as a round peg in a square hole? Um, so the, neither one isn't good. You don't want to put either in that. But uh, he's looked at how much of the area of a circle a square fills up and how much of the area of a square a circle fills up as you increase the number of dimensions and it's fun, and I spent ages making a little animation at the end that he almost didn't want, but I stuck in there. Uh, next up from that, the strange case of Misha Verbitsky in the trademark beard. You need to read this because it's a brilliant, surreal, Kafkaesque lore story. Um, a maths professor was banned from leaving Russia because he'd mocked somebody's beard. That person with the beard was important, uh, which is why. But uh, I think everything's being sorted out now. Um, moving further up I published another aperiodical roundup uh, what do you two think about it? it's good, I like it good <laughs> So, what it, do you, have you said what this is on here before? no, I, I avoid describing it Okay. because I, I just go crazy with it I, <laughs> every now and then I gather enough maths links on all sorts of subjects that I can tie them together and just spend a day mangling the english language I, I enjoy it a huge amount uh so there were good some some good things in there there are some brine shrimp swimming some mad russian monks good stuff cool and uh the last thing i think i rounded up a load of news about open access because there's been a lot happening recently um a few libraries have said they're not going to pay for bundled journals anymore they're giving up on that um, governments everywhere are indicating that they're going to start requiring that research they fund is published in open access journals, always made freely available. 
um, so that the public get their money's worth. Um, so that's getting very interesting, and uh, I gathered up a few links about that. Um, so another thing that I'd like to mention is, um, so there, there was discussion about, we, one of our sections is called Filtrans Aperiodic, uh, which is about kind of uh, research and papers and bits of things that have um, been published. Uh, and we're, we're hoping to try and um, collate research from people because we're aware that, uh, you know, if there is something interesting, it's good to sort of let people know about it. If it's just sort of sitting on the archive or whatever, uh, you know, it'd be nice for us to be able to help people kind of spread the word if there's something really interesting so uh, we've got a page now it's an, another link an extra link on the top of the aperiodical that says seen some good new research um, and christine if you've got anything to say about that um well i suppose that my friend nathan is the one that's meant to be looking after that uh, he is the most enthusiastic mathematician i've ever met um so i think just no matter what subject it's or what area of maths it's part of he will read it and uh take a great interest in it um so yeah i'd I'd just like to get a sense more of what what's new and happening in maths at the moment it doesn't get picked up by mainstream news or uh other places that you might think to look so yeah if there's a surprise involved uh but you still think it's interesting uh, then, then we're happy to cover it, unlike the mainstream news. Yeah, and I think a, bit, a lot of people will think, "Oh, that's not newsworthy because that's only interesting in a narrow field of mathematics." You know, it doesn't have an application, or it doesn't. It's not understandable to the, you know, everybody in the world or whatever. So, so it's not worth sending to my press office at my university or whatever. And I think that there are there are going to be papers like that that we don't find out about because they haven't got press released uh, that we would like to know more about. If yeah, you see we're one, all mathematicians. We'd like to see. If you've you've been clever, or someone you know has been clever, we'd like to see how clever you've been. It's it's <laughs> wonderfully satisfying when you see someone that's done really well, a really nice proof or something like that. Yeah. Um. So that's good. Uh, and then, of course, generally, uh, we do always appreciate submissions of things or the website in general, because as we've mentioned, we've had quite a few uh, articles written by outsiders. That's not the right word. Uh, but by you know, the regulars we're calling regulars, them. Regulars, <laughs> yeah. Our regulars column is now for people who who don't kind of want to necessarily have a uh, their own blog or a monthly column or whatever, but they want to just send us a, a thing. So if you if you've written something interesting, or you, you're thinking of writing something interesting, uh, or you look like you might write something interesting, uh, you can contact us. Again, it's on the top of the aperiodical website where it says share some maths, uh, and there's a link there to send us an email with anything even if it's just an idea and then we can help you to to put it together into something uh we can check your spelling as well <laughs> it's a bold yeah. offer <laughs> <laughs> okay. we've got uh, quite a few uh pretty heavy mathematics pieces coming up mm-hmm. um which aren't in the system yet you two but they are coming through cool. from a couple of people so right some really fluffy things about knitting um in fact, I've actually just started knitting uh, an icosahedron because my cousins had a baby, um, and they definitely need an icosahedron. So uh, I'm, I'm knitting one. <laughs> Even if they don't know it yet. <laughs> I'll, I'll finish a full report of that when it's finished. Um, yeah, I, I, amongst all of the serious maths as well. So does anyone else have anything coming up they want to talk about? Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Peter? We should really have thought about this. Well, I, I'm... 
in heavy preparation for uh, next week, we have the 100th episode of Math Maths Podcast, and it's yeah. our second anniversary. So we're planning something special. And I expect there'll be a post or two on my blog uh, looking back at the last year or two. Yep. I might have it in me to do an interesting esoterica post. Cool. Uh, but I don't know if that's interesting. No. <laughs> it's, it's interesting by definition, I think. Yeah. Well, <laughs> when you're talking about things being interesting, it can become less interesting, <laughs> such as this sentence. Yes. <laughs> That's, that's true okay um so as always you know continue reading our website tell people about it if you like it uh, if you don't like it tell us uh, and you know we can try and improve uh, but otherwise i guess that's it for this uh, a period cast uh, and we'll do another one in an unspecified time period in the future yes okay soon though yes soonish okay thanks very much okay. everyone bye-bye bye-bye bye, -bye. bye, -bye. bye, -bye.